Can you uh, get your Bibles out and turn to Second Peter chapter two? It's uh, so good to be here and in fellowship with you all. Haven't managed to have fellowship with everyone yet, but that's always the aim, isn't it? Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm from Geelong, and um, there's a number of us here from Geelong, and we can um, we can uh, really praise the Lord and thank the Lord. Um, it's uh, it's going good over there, and um, praise the Lord. Just uh, coming out of lockdown in I think the start of October, we've we've had quite a lot of visitors, new people coming along to the meetings, um, more than we've had for a while, and some exciting things happen. We always want to share the gospel message with uh with with people and so it's it's great that the the lord um brings them to us which is uh, what we heard about last night i um was deciding what i was uh what i was going to talk about here here tonight because uh i had this thought in mind and, and then you're just filled with all these these wonderful things when you're here at camp and you want to just talk about the glory of god but of course we have to go back to um back to our lives, back to the world eventually. And um, so I, I, I want to talk a bit about the times we're living in. Um, I uh, remember growing up in the ways of the Lord and, and uh, reading passages like Matthew 24, and I'm going to quote from a few tonight, but you just stay in Second Peter chapter 2. Um, and hearing and, and reading about um, uh, the, the end times, um, well, there's a lot of glare there, or it's my eyesight. No, that doesn't work either. Um, that might work. Sorry. Um, you know, and yet, and, and reading Matthew 24, and I had a picture of, everyone might have a different picture. I, I had a picture of nuclear war, um, maybe before the world's totally destroyed, and the Lord comes back. And we're saved. Beautiful, you know. And um, and then, <clears throat> did anyone see a global pandemic coming? Some did. Talked about it, and maybe not exactly how, but of course the Lord certainly certainly knew. If you haven't read before, in Matthew 24, verse 7, it says, "For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places." I don't know about you, but when you get your, your phone out or wherever you get your, your news, your media from, and you scroll down through your news feed, it's like you're reading Matthew 24. And it's all happening at the same time. Um, you know, all of, all of those things. You'd, you'd think with a, with a global pandemic, and I'm sure the financial crisis uh, to come, or whatever to come, that nations would put their arms down. Um, <clears throat> but, but what have we got? We've got nation shall rise against nation. And that is very real, as, as uh, real as it's ever been. And, um, but I want to talk about one that's not on that list, but a bit further down the passage. In verse 11, it says, And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Uh, my wife and my daughters asked me today what I was going to talk about tonight, so I'm going to I'm going to give you a quick um, a, a snapshot of it. We um, just so so we don't miss it. We live in a super connected world, and 
And and I suppose what I what I want to just cover here tonight is we're all consumers of um, of uh, you know the online world. We're also consumers of the Bible, the Word of God. And 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 what we have to be mindful of as we we read scriptures like this, false prophets shall rise and deceive many. That that if we're bigger consumers of Google and socials than the things of God and you know, and the things the body of Christ has to offer us, then that becomes our reality. And, you know, we're always encouraged to be open-minded. There's nothing wrong with being open-minded, but if you don't know your Bible as well, then you're open to deception. And that's what this talks about in the last days. We're very focused on a pandemic at the moment, which jumps out at us from Matthew 24. But it then says these are the beginning of sorrows, and it says... False prophets shall rise and deceive many. I just want to talk about that here. The screen went red there for a second. That was a mistake, surely. Um, so, yeah, this, this false prophets thing. If this is a battle for your soul, we live in a, in a time that is, is a battle for your soul. Let's see a bit more what the Lord has to say. So Second Peter chapter 2 here, verse 1. It says, but there were false prophets. So here again we see this phrase also among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you we're reading here near the end of the bible there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies heresies are opinions beliefs against god against the things of god and it talks here about damnable to be damned you know not even close to god and even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift, swift destruction. It goes on to say, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. I, I looked up pernicious. English wasn't my strong point at school. It talked about having a harmful effect. It said especially in a gradual or subtle way. So it talks about their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Another version, version says... But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly, or the Amplified says, subtly introduce destructive heresies and so on. Um, oh, I was going to read a bit further in that one. It said, many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. Shameful immorality we're surrounded by that and it's it's everywhere we're told by our governments it's okay to pervert the way that god created us on our tv screens and our reality shows it's okay to belittle the institution of marriage that god gave us ephesians chapter 5 you don't have to turn to it because we're going to read more in second peter in a minute but it says for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret for those of you who know ephesians chapter 5 it talks about fornication uncleanness filthiness all of these things and and when we read this scripture um so this is probably an after nine o'clock talk, but um, when, when we read this scripture, it's talking about the, um, the sexual things and, and um, 
and uh, perversions in the world. It's talking about uh, fornication, adultery, um, affairs, you know, you know, all of these sorts of things. And yet, so it says it's, it's a shame even to speak of those things. And yet in our world, we can feast our eyes and ears on every imaginable thing done in secret across multiple channels, streaming services, wherever you like. Yeah. Our world is full of deception. And as we read here, talking about false prophets, you know that scripture in, you'll know in Matthew 24, it talks about false Christs. But later on, it talks about false prophets. And I, I suppose I always associated that, that prophet is, you know, something we associate with God. But the false, false teachings that would take you away from the truth. And, and, and we're surrounded by it everywhere. Just like Elijah and the prophets of Baal, you know, utter rubbish. <laughs> you know, and, and totally contrary to God. You know, false prophets. And... And, and that's the same with us, just surrounded. Opinion, beliefs, damnable, however you say that one. But everyone says, it's okay. It's not sin. Sin's if you kill someone. You'll be fine. Recently, we had some um, dirty deeds of the Australian cricket captain out in the public domain. Um, they used to say the uh, Australian cricket captain was next to the Prime Minister, but I'm not sure that's a great, great uh, you know, level anyway. Um, it's, um, it's not something we like talking about, these sorts of things, but it's so in our faces that we almost need to combat it with the Word of God. Um, I heard on the ABC just after that, I like my cricket, but sometimes they make it hard, um, I heard on the ABC after that, they said that 90% of under 35-year-olds have been in, involved in this type of texting. And I suppose that got me, what's got me thinking about these sort of thoughts here today because of what, our, what people are exposed to, whether young, whether young in the Lord, you know, all of those sorts of things. I don't know what level, um, I'm, I'm sure if you're old enough in the meeting or if you have a phone, you know what I'm talking about, but, or we don't know, <laughs> you know, like... Um, I don't really know what, but you know, we, we see these things and pernicious, having a harmful effect and subtle, gradual, you know, the things that people are deceived by. Ephesians 5:11, the verse before what I just read, it says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, reprove them, no fellowship. Don't have any connection. Um, so back in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it, it says, God spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned um, them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should live, uh, those after that should live ungodly. Even today, an example. And, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Amplified says uh, that, about that uh, vexation there, it says, tormented by the immoral conduct. 
And like I say, we live in a world where the false prophet, if you want to call it that, is saying it's okay that you, how to live your life and, you know, it won't send you to hell. Do what makes you happy. And, and Lot lived in that world all that time ago, back in Genesis chapter 19. He got too close. He made some poor choices and it cost him his wife. Not his life, it cost him his wife. It nearly cost him his daughters, if you know the story. And, I mean, that story is the next most popular MA15 Plus Netflix series. It's what everybody wants, you know, in our world today. Lot's the main character. He's visited by angels, good-looking ones. And the gay men of the, of the city in the, the town wanted them for their sinful ways. And Lot's family was affected by this sinful town. Lot was affected. He offered his daughters to these, these men, you know. What's going on there, you know, and he, he, how on earth? And, but at this point, his respect for God is awoken in the story. And, and to me, just talking about it the other day, and um, it's sort of like when you realise that some angels are there for you and see what's happening, and he's sort of, it's awoken, and he says, not in my house. This, this is not going to happen in my house. You know, he'd made poor choices and it, it, essentially it cost him his wife. Verse 9, it says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the, God out of, the, the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So don't get too close. Don't get affected. Don't make poor choices, because it might cost you. Reprove the works of darkness. It's not okay. The, wor the world we're living in, it's, it's not okay. You know, so much has become acceptable. Um, did I have any more in Second Peter 2? Um, anyway, you know, you know Matthew 24... In verse 11 and 12, so false prophets shall rise, shall deceive many, the deception. It says, because and because iniquity shall abound. Deception, iniquity, the love of God, of many shall wax cold. And, and once again, the false prophets, the, the false teachers, the teaching say iniquity is okay. You'll be fine, you can handle it. Watching people have affairs is fine as long as you don't do it. Talking about sinful ways is fine as long as it's about someone else. Learning about wickedness and iniquity, it doesn't affect me. Second Peter chapter 2 fires a shot. Like I say, the, the end of the Bible, it's a warning. It, it's, it's a chapter that talks about the dog licking its vomit. It's about pernicious... The, the, <laughs> Um, I don't know the different versions of that word. Uh, pernicious. Um, about sub the subtly harmful. We're living in challenging times. And COVID has reduced our ability to, to get together. And the stuff, the time that made us spiritually healthy and grow together, there's a, there can be a disconnect and you have to make your own choices. We've got more time. 
maybe. Um, and, and what are you going to do with that time? Maybe there's more temptations. What, what do we replace it with, that time, the teaching that, that we used to get? Is it replaced with more reading the word, YouTube talks, whatever it is? Or are, are we now subject to, to more time in the socials world um, with opinions and positive sayings and teachings and it's okay doctrines? you know, that you might not pick up on. Very subtle. It'll lead you down a path. And you might not realise, it might sound like a scripture, but it's not. And it'll lead you a bit further and a bit further. It might feel good, it might sound nice, it might sound loving, but it can be different to God's word and you don't even know it. You know, and we've got to sp spend, spend time in our Bibles. Um, Look how to, uh, how to wrap up here. In, um, in Matthew 15, we read about what comes out of our mouths uh, comes from what's in our hearts. And sometimes it pays to check the things that you talk about. Is that insta-talking or is it the Holy Ghost in you? Am I a product of Facebook or of the living Word of God? It's not just young people. Um, we're all affected by our super-connected world. I've seen many older people that uh, can't leave their phone alone when it dings. Um, that one's just for the young people here tonight. Um, and so we're all so informed. Of what? Half of it is opinion leading people away from God. False teachings... That it's okay. False prophets flooding your phone, your TV, your minds. Um, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5 to finish. Like I say, you come down here and there's so much good stuff you want to talk about the glory of God, but. Um, you know, if we're to believe what we read and see unfolding from Matthew 24, you know, there's, um, there's, there's challenging times, you know, and we've got to hang on, you know, to what the Lord has given us. And Ephesians 5 talks a bit about that as well. It says, verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named once among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting. The Amplified sort of seems to talk about dirty jokes, so maybe a bit clearer, um, or, you know, language, um, which are, are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater. Uh, once again, the the Amplified puts it well, placing a higher value on something other than God. Hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God? Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes uh, darkness, but now are ye light in, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Matthew 24, verse 13 says, He that endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. How good is it to know the light? 
How good is it to be saved? To know how to get through the trials and the temptations of this life, to know how to, how to lean on the Holy Ghost, on, our, on the living God, you know, and, and how good to make it with the Lord. You know, we made it through the deception, through the trials, through the pandemic, through the iniquity, you know, the, and the Lord comes back, the, the lives of sin, the partakers of this world will come to naught. To dust, you know, and, and we'll sit back there and, and look at the choices, the choices that we made, the good choices, and the Lord carrying us through and sit down with Paul the Apostle. And, you know, maybe you say, what did, what did you do with your life? And uh, just, just thinking about this the other day, I became a son of God. 20 years, whether 40 years, 80 years, I became a son of God or a daughter of God. All the people said, 